the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Russia accused of committing war crimes. It appears that there is intentional targeting of civilians and hospitals and so forth. President Joe Biden's first State of the Union address. Leaders lead during crises. That's exactly what President Biden is doing. He'll speak to that. An 81-year-old man's life was saved by his four-legged best friend. He's such a good dog. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Tuesday, March 1st. I'm Mike Scott. The ongoing war in Ukraine. Russian forces shelled Ukraine's second largest city on Monday, rocking a residential neighborhood as talks aimed at stopping the fighting yielded only an agreement to keep talking. Author and former United States Deputy Undersecretary of Defense Jed Babin joined the Daybreak Insider podcast to discuss the latest on the Russian war with Ukraine. The Undersecretary explains what Americans should know about the war as it stands now. Well, there's a lot going on, and it appears that there is intentional targeting of civilians and hospitals and so forth. Uh, The Russians are, again, from the reports we're getting, uh, committing a series of war crimes that they need to be held accountable for. The rush to conquer Kiev is uh, really not very well done by the Russians. Uh, the Iranian, uh, rather the Ukrainian Air Force, uh, has done something that I never thought they could. Uh, the Russians have not established air supremacy. Uh, they're still losing a lot of aircraft and men, and I think this is going to go on for quite some time. What does Babin make of President Putin's threats of nuclear war. I think it's bullying. I think it's nothing more than that. Uh, Only a madman would actually use nuclear weapons. And if you look back through history, uh, the Soviet Union used that sort of threat regularly. So I think, again, it's nothing more than a bullying tactic by Putin. And uh, I don't believe he would seriously consider using nuclear weapons. What sort of deterrence can be used against President Putin? Well, I don't think you're going to deter Mr. Putin from doing what he's doing. I think if Mr. Biden went ahead and uh, asked the U.N. Security Council immediately to launch an investigation of Russian war crimes, that would help significantly. But again, you're not going to stop Mr. Putin from what he's doing. It's far too late for him to back down. How significant is it that we're seeing Sweden adopt sanctions against Russia? It's enormously significant, just like the nations that are seeking to join NATO right now, uh, Finland and Norway. I think they need to wake up. I think the Germans shipping arms to Ukraine is an enormously significant event. Uh, The Germans increasing their defense spending is enormously significant. And I think that it proves that uh, Mr. Putin is really up against a lot more than he bargained for. I think he will not stop at Ukraine. I think he will try to invade something, well, maybe uh, Estonia or Lithuania, uh, both of which, of course, are NATO members. And that would bring a general war. If President Putin did invade a NATO country, 
what steps would be taken. Uh, quite frankly, an unlimited war. Uh, I hope and pray not a nuclear war. Uh, but I think at some point, uh, Mr. Putin is going to have to understand that uh, he cannot conquer NATO nations and just go on blithely with whatever he else was planning, whatever else he was planning. So I think there's going to be a very big risk. There is right now a very big risk of, and quite frankly, a world war. But that's going to be up to Mr. Putin, whether he wants to bring it on or not. What are your thoughts on reports of oil giants, Shell and BP, pulling out of Russia? I think the sanctions are going to hurt Russia. I think uh, Shell and the other companies trying to withdraw are very good moves by them. I think Russia is becoming a pariah state, thanks to Mr. Putin. Uh, But again, I don't think Mr. Putin is going to be uh, convinced that he can't do what he wants to do. I think the sanctions are going to have to go on for a very long time. And uh, again, the question is whether or not Mr. Putin tries to push into one of the NATO nations and uh, then create the general war. Looking ahead, what should Americans keep an eye on? Well, I think right now we ought to be keeping an eye on President Biden because he still wants to buy Russian oil. Uh, He is now trying to appease them in another way by asking Russia for support in the renegotiation of the Iran nuclear weapons deal, uh, both of which are actions of appeasement. And uh, I think Mr. Biden has a lot to answer for. Our thanks to Jed Babin for joining the Daybreak Insider podcast. You can purchase his books at Encounter Books, and you can follow him on Twitter at Jed Babin. Meanwhile, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo joined the Salem Radio Network to explain some of the missteps of the Biden administration, like waiting too long to put sanctions on Russia. America, the West, frankly, more broadly, has been on its back foot for months now. We've seen this coming, and we've been reactionary. And that gives Putin the capacity to drive the agenda, drive the mission, set the timing. That always creates risk and opportunity for the bad guys. Pompeo told our Hugh Hewitt that there are consequences for President Biden choosing to wait in sanctioning Russia. Vladimir Putin, who is an evil thug, has taken advantage of that, and much to the chagrin, and now much to the detriment of the victims in Ukraine. Pompeo went on to say that President Biden should focus on Ukraine during his State of the Union address. He has an obligation to communicate with the American people, not only uh, about why this matters to the United States, the impacts that you can expect if there's a destabilized Europe, uh, but uh, to talk about the things that America can and should do. Tonight, President Joe Biden will give his State of the Union address. Yet the State of the Union seems to be disunity. Americans are exhausted from the pandemic feeling gouged at the grocery store and the gas pump. These issues are reflected in various polling that have Biden's approval rating in the 30s. Speaking with George Stephanopoulos on ABC's This Week, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki described what Biden's speech, she believes, will be all about. There's no question uh, that in the State of the Union, uh, the American people and anybody watching around the world will hear the president talk about the efforts he has led over the past several months to build a global coalition to fight fight against the autocracy and the efforts of President Putin to invade a foreign country. That is certainly something that is present in all of our lives and certainly in the president's life in this moment. Saki says that President Biden won't just focus on 
foreign policy. But what people will also hear from President Biden is his optimism and his belief in the resilience uh, of the American people and the strength of the American people. And you know, George, from covering State of the Unions for some time, that, that it is about delivering a message to the public at a moment in time. Saki went on to explain that President Biden will address the financial crunch. And if you look back when President Obama gave his first State of the Union, it was during the worst financial crisis in a generation. When President Bush gave his state first State of the Union, it was shortly after 9-11. Leaders lead during crises. That's exactly what President Biden is doing. He'll speak to that, but he's also going to speak about his optimism about what's ahead and what we all have to look forward to. However, Republican Representative Lee Zeldin of New York believes there is something else. Biden needs to tell the American people. This president, when he gets there to stay the union address on Tuesday, it's important for him to talk in reality. This is not a Democratic National Convention. We're not looking for you to spin what we all see right in front of us with our own eyes. We have identified the problem. Now we want solutions, regardless of whether you're Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal. Don't spin us for an hour. Just tell us what you're going to do about. We want competency in government, we want consistency in government, and we want policies, whether it's abroad or here at home, prioritizing our economy, our safety, our freedom. Zeldin went on to explain what some of those solutions might look like. We need to be be prioritizing our own energy security. We need to change our energy policy. We need to be producing our own resources here, uh, removing our reliance on adversaries like Russia. Uh, Our physical security interests are important. Uh, Our economic interests are key. Zeldin says right now reality is quite hard for everyday Americans. That physical security is also at the border of our own country. People feel like we are not paying enough attention, and I agree, with our own territorial integrity while we we are talking about the territorial integrity elsewhere. If you go fill up your tank, if you're trying to heat your home, uh, if you're trying to buy groceries, the inflation aspects uh, as well as uh, the, the other economic realities of just not being able to afford to make ends meet, the supply chain crisis, uh, it all adds together. Meanwhile, fences are going back up around the Capitol ahead of the Biden State of the Union address. In addition to the fence, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis revealed Monday the Biden administration requested that he send Florida National Guardsmen to D.C. to provide security. DeSantis rejected that request. President Joe Biden welcomed black leaders to the White House Monday for a jovial Black History Month celebration, where he called on Congress to confirm Kentaji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court and pass voting rights bills. In his speech, the president said that Republicans are attacking black votes. We're going to keep pushing on this, and we're protecting our country's threshold liberty, the sacred right to vote, which I've never seen is under such attack. You know, it's always made it harder for blacks to vote, but this is trying to be able to figure out how to keep the black vote when it occurs from even counting. Biden went on to say that the Supreme Court nominee is ready for the job. She is an incredible woman. This is a woman who graduated magnum cum laude from Harvard. She graduated. uh, She was an editor of the Law Review. She has done so many other things, but I want to make it clear. 
Vice President Kamala Harris says Kentaji Brown Jackson would be a strong addition to the Supreme Court. Judge Jackson, of course, will make a phenomenal justice. She is brilliant. She has a brilliant mind and a record of excellence. A record that proves she will administer equal justice. However, according to a report from the Washington Free Beacon, prior to the start of her judicial career, Jackson served as a lawyer for several terrorists, including a Taliban intelligence officer imprisoned at Guantanamo Bay. With all eyes on Ukraine, many lawmakers on Capitol Hill are pointing to American energy independence as a national security issue. Critics have faulted Biden for canceling the Keystone XL pipeline while allowing the Nord Stream 2 pipeline's construction. Biden defends these policies as essential to combat climate change. Meantime, Europe has become so dependent on Russia for oil and gas that even while NATO countries announce new sanctions against Russia, sanctions on oil and gas have been absent. West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey joined Fox Business to discuss the need for American energy independence. Let's focus on Ukraine for just a moment. A lot of the U.S.'s position right now was avoidable. If the Biden administration doesn't try to immediately undermine American energy independence by immediately trying to close down Keystone, by doing the social cost of carbon, the moratorium on oil, gas, coal exploration, the federal lands, their climate policy, do you know how much stronger we'd be to deal with Russia right now? It would be night and day. America needs energy independence and security to position ourselves on the global stage. And Biden's been undermining it every single day. That's the quickest way to get leverage and to push back on this. We don't need uh, oil from Russia. We want to make sure that America can generate the energy needs uh, for its future. Morrissey points out that while his home state of West Virginia has a lot of potential to be a key player in energy production, They are hitting roadblocks. Well, look, I think that if you look at the future of West Virginia, we want to grow on the strength of a lot of our energy resources. Obviously, coal will always play an important role in terms of baseload fuel, its reliability, its security. Uh, But natural gas has such incredible potential. And when you look at what's going on, especially in the northern part of our state, we have a chance to really soar to move up to that next level. Fortunately, we have a real fight on our hands with the Biden administration. They're looking at every opportunity to curtail those opportunities, even though we know that it could lead to a brighter future for our citizens. BP says it's exiting its share of Rosneft, a state-owned Russian oil and gas company, in reaction to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Daybreak insider Jeremy House has more details. BP has held a nearly 20% stake in Rosneft since 2013. It's currently valued at $14 billion. The British company also said its CEO, Bernard Looney, and former BP executive Bob Dudley will immediately resign from Rosneft's board. Looney says he's been deeply shocked and saddened by the situation unfolding in Ukraine. 
and that it's caused BP to fundamentally rethink the company's position with Rosneft. Major League Baseball negotiations to end the lockout are extending to the limit. Correspondent Julie Walker has that story. Management says a deal must be reached by the end of today's negotiations to salvage a March 31st start to the regular season and a 162-game schedule. The union has not said whether it agrees with that deadline, and baseball has shortened spring training to as few as three weeks in the past. Sides were still far apart. Players would lose $20.5 million in salary for each day of the season that's canceled, according to a study by the Associated Press. It's harder to pin down how much the 30 teams would lose, but certainly large sums. I'm Julie Walker. And finally, dogs truly are man's best friend. A dog saved her 81-year-old owner from drowning. She's such a good dog. Everybody in this neighborhood loves her. Now look out for her. Harry Smith's electric wheelchair lost traction in the mulch, which caused him to slide down the bank of a pond and flip off his wheelchair into the water in Port St. Lucie, Florida. I tried to back around to get out of it, and it just, it wouldn't, it went straight back instead, and right down the embankment, dumped me right in the water. Mr. Smith needed help. When we looked over here, the dog was splashing in the water. So we both ran over here, and I jumped into water. I gave her a treat. (laughs) I love her. Always have, always will. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.